everyone, and welcome back to Weekend at Dave's. Uh, here for this, this I guess not this week, this month, this year potentially. Yeah, tw- tw- 2022's only episode is going to be a very special one because we've got two special guests. We've got Sam Martinelli and Amanda Tien, both of our editors here at uh, The Punish Backlog. How are you two doing? Great. So ready to do this and discuss the games for next year. I'm I'm really pumped. 2023 looks like it'll be great. I'm really excited for a weekend at Dave's on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I meant to start with that. Damn, that would have been good. Yeah, I was like, it's weekend at Dave's. It's also never on a this week. The week between Christmas and New Year's is, it's, it's the ultimate weekend. It is a week. It is It is a weekend. It's a permanent week. I agree with that. It definitely feels like it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking when I came up with the title of this. I was like, what sounds cutesy? I was like, oh, like it's never recorded on weekends. It never goes live on weekends. Hell, it's never week to week. But anyway, I'm glad everyone's like you're listening. Too, it's like you're at a cabin. I like to imagine you there. Just that is, all, yeah, that is like, the, uh, that's what the art of the the podcast is too. That um, Anna I saw that. Yeah. yeah, very cozy. So. Big, big, big Firewatch vibes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a game that still delights <laughs> and haunts me. We were talking about that earlier. I still need to finish anyway. that. I never, I had to slow down on my PS4 version, but I, I digress. Oh. That's a game that, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We need, we need to easily go up on my own Firewatch podcast that I'm still, I'm still thinking about every now and then, like, damn it, what have thoughts about that game. <laughs> well, you can cut that part out. No, no, we'll keep it. In the spirit of, of looking forward, um, yeah, we're doing a 2023 gaming preview. And so how this is going to work is we're going to go around the horn for a little bit, just talking about our most anticipated games. And then we'll wrap up the episode with an exciting fantasy style draft. And for those uh, kind of reading along with this transcript, like the transcript form in blog format, uh, you'll be able to read along at your own pace and kind of see where our thoughts are and maybe where uh, how those thoughts differ when it comes to drafting, drafting games to to compete against one another. But um, anyway, yeah, let's head over to. The first segment, which is our own most anticipated games. So I figured we could ask a couple questions. I really want to get both of your takes on just kind of the the general gaming landscape in 2023. Uh, What stands out to you most? In fact, maybe we should start first with just general sentiments, vibes about 2022 and how 2023 might compare. Um, I think, Amanda, I'd love to start with you. How did you feel about this year, these past 12 months, and, and how do you think 2023 is going to compare? Yeah, for sure. This is perfect since I was already kind of going off in the first five <laughs> seconds. I think I think um, 2022, I feel like was this year where everybody, everything kept getting delayed, right? Yeah. We're like, oh, okay, big, big surprise. And so what it did end up doing is that it really gave a lot of space for so many indie games to flourish or even games like from like the fact that we got three pokemon games it was sort of nuts and then disney was doing dreamlight valley like games that even maybe would not have gotten as much attention even from these bigger developers are coming out pentiment uh kind of stood out so i think 2022 was a good year for sort of unexpected games both from big and small publishers and so looking at 2023 
it just looks so stacked with like, oh, these are those games. Like these are those games that we've been hearing about at E3 or, you know, whatever, the things that aren't E3, right? Like for years and, you know, it's happening. Like these are going to be those games. And so it's sort of, it's a little overwhelming, but also exciting to think that we could finally be playing these big games. Um, and I do, I do think the other thing I was thinking about, like, oh, I feel like I really have to get a next gen console. Like so many of these games, they're not listing Xbox One anymore, RIP. Um <laughs> So, yeah, those are my two thoughts for 2023. Awesome. Sam, what about you? Yeah, I, I, I agree with what Amanda was saying, that it felt like in 2022, I, I think 2022 is generally better than 2021 gaming-wise, mm-hmm. um, even though I think 2021 was better than some people would suggest. But I, it, it was because I got to, you know, we had a little more focus on immortality and Pentiment, As Dusk Falls, and games that... Because uh, not just because our games got delayed, but because it felt like bigger companies were more interested in highlighting these games as well. Stray is another example. Of I, I didn't play it, but it was clearly something that you know PlayStation wanted to highlight as something that you could play on their platform. Same with Sifu, games that wouldn't normally be these big, these big deals. Now next year, now we're getting like every couple of weeks, some major publisher has some major IP that they've been working on for years and and. It feels like one of those years where I don't know what if we could plausibly pick what the game of the year will be, mm-hmm. but we'll definitely have everyone will be satisfied. I think everyone's going to get some version of something they want. Yeah, Sam, you'll have to remind me, was it this year or last year that you and I did the punish chat that kind of got ban- you know, banished to the shadow realm that never made the light of day? Was it Was it this year? <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was this year. year. Okay. It was this year. We recorded uh, a preview of 2022 and i think the reason why i didn't post it uh other than wedding planning was uh i look back on and i think 10 of the games that we talked about the most all got delayed yeah it's it's, and and god of war god of war and sonic for tears were the only ones that actually came out it's funny though because i remember when when we were doing it in the back of my head i was thinking like i I don't know if i even necessarily believe that 2022 is going to be that good of a year but as I look back on it, it's funny, like, in spite of the fact that so many things got delayed um, and, and that 2023 looks really good, I feel like 2022 will still have a very special place in my heart. Like, there's still a lot of really great indie games that came out, a lot of great AAA games, and a lot of games that I'm looking at, you know, thinking to myself, being like, damn, I have to catch up on a lot of these games. Like, I have, I didn't play Kirby, which I saw on your list, your best of year list oh, is like right. one of the, you know, one of the great platforming experiences that you've, that you've had in recent memory. And I'm like, shit, like, I, I didn't, I didn't even play it. I didn't even play that. I didn't play, everyone's raving about Mario Rabbids sequel. I'm like, I haven't played that yet. And so, I don't know. It's really exciting that I guess every year has its gems. I just think of like 2019 where I literally could not come up with, I had, my top two games <laughs> of 2019, <laughs> and it was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice was my winner, and um, Dragon Quest Builders 2 was my my runner-up. And I was like, there maybe I just had a very stressful year and didn't have enough time for games, or maybe I'm like, <laughs> there was nothing to play. So definitely don't feel that way um, this past year. But um, yeah, 2023 is looking pretty good. Speaking of 2023... We're talking most anticipated games. So if you had to talk about just your, what game are you most excited about, you two? Um, again, I'll kick it back to Amanda. What's your most excited, Ooh. most anticipated game? Be first. 
Um, I want Starfield to be good so badly. <laughs> I'm not sure that it will be, but I want it to be good. I, I'm a really big space nerd. I really wanted to be an astronaut. Um, and honestly, if someone gave me the chance, I still would. I, if they bring back Teacher in Space, I'm going for it. Um, so, you know, like Mass Effect is my favorite series of all time. So I just, I want Starfield to be good. I and I want it to come out. I don't know if either of those things will be true. But that's that's what I'm highly anticipating sweet sam what about you take a guess i'm joking it, it's gonna be a zelda tears of the kingdom uh <laughs> i wasn't sure I like was a starfield too like i don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah. no i i am excited. i'm looking forward to starfield um and i'm well just a, just one note on starfield i what i want from that game is not for it to be the best biggest thing i want it to be a janky like uh, undercooked mm. classic Bethesda experience. I want that. I want us to all be comfortable having something that's a little wonky. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Zelda, I mean, obviously everyone loved Breath of the Wild. I, I love Breath of the Wild. I love all the Zelda games, but what I really want from Tears of the Kingdom is not what I think everyone else wants. I think everyone else wants something to blow their mind, just like Breath of the Wild did to, to further expand on those ideas and, and really make this feel like this fully immersive uh massive environment and i kind of just want like zelda to be weird again i got i hope mm. link had can like turn small or or yep. has some item that allows him to like shoot chickens at people or something like i <laughs> like th th that's what i want from zelda games and i think this game one of the reasons why it's taking so long obviously just you know nintendo seems like it was hit pretty hard from the pandemic early on but I, I think there are they're going to try lots of goofy ideas, which is to me where Zelda games really live, and that's uh, yeah, that's that's what I want the most. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I think I'm someone who I I liked Breath of the Wild a lot, and I think much in the same vein of even like Elden Ring from this year, which you know, spoiler alert, I think this. This might go live before my list, but my game of the year is, is Elden Ring, and uh, that's good. Somebody, somebody at Punish Backlog, the yeah. game of the no, year. We have a very, we have a very eclectic. I like, I like the mix that we have between Immortality. Uh, it just uh, missed it for me. Yeah, uh, Immortality, just Ragnarok, it. which I'm glad you both played because I didn't, and uh, an Elden Ring. <laughs> but Elden Ring still, <laughs> it had a swath of you know large, like a swath of tens, like just a cavalcade of tens from critics. And if I had to score it, I'd score it exactly how I'd scored, and I and I did score. I reviewed Breath of the Wild for the website way back when, and I gave it a nine point three. And I mm. still stand by that score because I'm like, it's great. Like it, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the fact that it's trying something new and that it's it's kind of turning the open world genre on its head. But at the same time, there are like there are like glaring issues with both experiences that you know are are kind of hard to call mm -hmm. it either perfection or like you know just whatever we consider 10 is like, it's, it's really good. Um, Breath of the Wild was really good and I'm excited for Tears of the Kingdom. And at the same time, I kind of want them to go back to just classic, like set dungeons. Like I, I love Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time, Maj uh, Majora's Mask. I love those games. And uh, I think if they could inject some of that personality, Sam, to what you're saying into Tears of the Kingdom, oh, that'll be so cool. Um, Need a hook shot, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get a hook shot. I right, know. Get that back. There's flying. Well, then, David, what's, what's your most anticipated yeah. game? Of so I, I'm glad that we're we're all giving different answers this time too. Um, mine is probably not a surprise. It's Final Fantasy 16. I am excited for Tears of the Kingdom, and I think I don't want to give too much away ahead of the draft. I do think Tears of the Kingdom will probably be the best game to come out this you know 2023, but who can say for sure? 
Uh, Final Fantasy 16, everything I've heard about it, I just, my story with Final Fantasy is so hit and miss. It's just such a roller coaster ride where Final Fantasy 12 is my favorite game of all time. Um, I got really, me and fellow Punish Backlog writer K slash friend, uh, got really excited for Final Fantasy 13. Ended up disappointing. 14 launched was a train wreck, and they, you know, obviously saved it. 15 came out, uh, was also kind of a train wreck, but messy and yet somewhat kind of, you know, wholesome and enjoyable. I platinumed that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. 16 just looks really cool. Um, it's got, if, if I don't know if you, either you know, but it's under like the helm of Yoshi P, who is uh, the producer for Final Fantasy 14. So he's someone with a track record. It just mm-hmm. looks cool. It's taking in for inspiration from like Game of Thrones, and um, it's kind of like less about graphical prowess and more about just kind of like shutting up and putting a good game in front of consumers. And they have like the Devil May Cry person doing gameplay. So there's a lot of reasons why I think it <clears throat> could be kind of special. And I also just appreciate. Maybe I'll write an article about this someday. I appreciate a game that can kind of communicate um, or in the press cycle. Doesn't say too much, right? It's just like you put out a trailer, you let the trailer do the talking. Elden Ring did the same thing. Tears of the Kingdom's doing the same thing. And it's such a far cry from uh, even past Final Fantasy games like 15, where you'd get like, I I think honestly, like they put out so many developer diaries and um, Mm -hmm. little previews about the game that I almost knew every beat of the story before the game came out. Like they teased every boss in what ended up being like a 25-hour game, 30-hour game. And I think you could look at something like Forspoken, that is coming out next year. I don't know if either of you two are looking forward to Forspoken. Uh, spoiler alert, that demo was not not great. Um, but I feel like they are saying way more than they should. And they are sharing way too much. Like, I don't know why they're sh- they put published a demo. I think they had people who might have been interested in Freya's story in Forspoken. And now it's kind of, I don't know. Less is more, as I'm learning, as I just verbally spat a lot of stuff at both of you less is more no but actually <laughs> speaking of which i don't see forspoken on this list is that yeah sort of... <laughs> yeah uh, um not so we can shade. get to an i know i i went back and forth i'm like you know what i'm gonna give the last spot to um i think wolf, among us, too. wolf among us too yeah yeah at least wolf among yeah, us too which... could be good that could be that's that might be my other anticipated yeah. hit is that i was obsessed with wolf among us yeah. and the amount of times i have gotten excited and then dismayed about yeah. wolf among us too <laughs> either occurring or not occurring yeah. is like is is just torture yeah so i can't even anticipate it because i'm just afraid I, I, well here's the thing so that's that segues really nicely into the last segment of this part which is kind of sleeper hits I don't know if Wolf Among Us 2 qualifies, but for both of you, what is kind of your pick for 2023 that we know our big AAA games, right? We know our Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy 16, Starfield. But if you had to like bank on something, and, and it doesn't have to be necessarily like critically acclaimed, just something for you. Like what's a sleeper pick for yourself that could be like, hey, like I this game's on my radar. I'm not, I don't know what to expect, but it could come out and really surprise me and like jump to the front of my my personal game of the year list in 2023. If you had to pick one, what would your pick be, Amanda? Yeah, um, I think Redfall could be really sick. Mm, I think Arkane has done such a fantastic job with their first-person single-player adventures. I'm really amped about them branching into co-op. 
Um, there's like two things that worry me about Redfall. One, I think that just the gaming space, there's been a lot of vampire and or zombie shooters lately. And just like, ah, I just, it's sort of a resurgence of what I think was going on in the early 2000s also. So I think I'm a little concerned that it's just sort of a flooded space in general. Um, and two, that so much of Arcane's aesthetic is sort of this creeping, solitary, lonely experience, and that there's sort of this moodiness in general that kind of comes from being this single-player adventure. And so co-op will really radically change that. It's this co-op vampire shooter, whatever. Um, and I'm I'm really curious to see if Arcane can handle it stylistically. I'm sure graphically it'll be fine, and I imagine the gameplay will be fun. Ar- Arcane's games are always kind of fast and uh, you know there's an urgency to the combat that's really delightful but i don't know what the the mood will be like um and i i'm always looking for more co-op games and so if it's good that that would be great but i i'm i'm curious about it. i don't know if it's a sure thing and i think it'll be if they do it well it could sort of open this new realm of games for them and um kind of spice up that that space but it could also just be another womp womp I love it. I think that's a great pick. Sam, what about you? Yeah, so Redfall is definitely something that's on my radar. Um, I, but for my sleeper pick, I think Redfall's going to review well. I don't know if it's going to be a game that all of us love, but I think it's arcane games generally. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Assassin's Creed Mirage is what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that too. And I'm not even sure that was on our, our uh, leaderboard. And honestly, I'm not even sure it deserves to be. Uh, it is on but, the leaderboard, yeah. Oh, it is? Slow, okay. Slow, though. So, so maybe, maybe there's some recency bias because I just finished Assassin's Creed Rogue. Um, but I think I like the idea of this series going back to basics and just having a normal, you know, linear storyline with some open world elements to it instead of what Valhalla was, which was yeah. what if Horizon Forbidden West also wasn't good looking. Uh, just like too much of not like just too much content, too many things to do that aren't interesting. And Mirage, I think it's got potential. Uh, and that also could just easily get a 68 on Metacritic. Like I have no idea which way it's going to go. But that's the game I'm like, I'm, I'm most curious about that one. I, I think a lot of these games that we have on this list are going to be fine. Like they're going to be okay. Like they're going to be good. Zelda, you know, whatever, whatever it's Diablo, Street Fighter 6, Final Fantasy, like they're all going to be fine. Like, but Mirage could be great or it could be a disaster. And I just want to know. I just want to know. I just want to know what's going to be. Yeah. I, it's interesting. I, I, it's cool that you both went with kind of, you know, big studio games. Cause at first, my my gut answer and maybe i'll stick with it was going to be is it is it sabotage is the name of the studio uh sea of stars which i know sam i know you're oh, excited for it yeah like that yeah i, love that. I know oh. that's like in the indie space and and so maybe for me i think i think it has a lot of potential because i i love chrono trigger i know you really like chrono trigger sam and yeah i love it Anytime that there's a studio that's trying to kind of capture that magic, I really, I really appreciate it. In fact, there was a shout out to Chained Echoes on Game Pass this year, which released to, honestly, like a lot of people are raving about it. And I've played it, uh, bits of it um, up till, you know, I've had a couple hours in, really captures that Chrono Trigger magic. And anytime I see a game that wants to, wants to kind of live up to one of the goats, that's awesome. Um, if I were to go with a non-indie pick, I would probably say maybe um, Suicide Squad, just for the same reason as kind of 
what uh, you were talking about, Amanda, with uh, with Redfall, where it's 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 made by a very capable developer. And I don't know. Uh, I know people are kind of maybe discounting it because of the prospect of it being more of like a. I don't want to actually correct me if I'm wrong. Is is Suicide Squad? Is that a co-op game or is that just specifically a single player game? But you just switch between characters. Do we know that? I very genuinely have no idea. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> I think that speaks to like the general murkiness around the messaging around that game. And it's weird because we've known about it for years now. And maybe it has been going through some kind of development hell. But it is, it's rock steady, right? And like the Batman games were awesome, like for, for the most part. And I think any, you can't afford to discount or, or underestimate an effort from that studio unless, of course, you know. The studio itself, I know, has been going through some some issues, and and hopefully there's been some kind of reckoning, rightfully so, within the studio. But um, you know, unless a lot of the great talent is left, I, I I feel like that game should be pretty solid. So that would probably be a runner up pick for me. But yeah, Sea of Stars, I'm I'm really excited for. For the record, it is a optional four player online <clears throat> yeah. game. Yeah, see, like I know people's <laughs> tendency could be like or or thoughts. Hey, like. Could that be another Arkham Knights or or whatever Gotham Knights? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think so. I think it's probably more likely to be a Redfall situation. But mm-hmm. who could say for sure? It might not even come. Who knows? Is it even going to come out? Who knows if any who of knows? these games are? Ever That's the big out. theme of 2023. Like high risk, high reward. And I think the which is also the way it would be so funny if Wolf Among Us Two finally does come yeah, out. Yeah, everything else. It would be very on brand. <laughs> I love it. That could be. It could be the 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 year of. Um, what was it? E3 20, was it 2015, 2017? Or like the, the E3 of Miracles where just the stars yeah. aligned and we had like Final Fantasy 15, The Last Guardian and Final mm. or Final Fantasy 7. No, I'm getting it mixed up. 15, yeah. Shenmue, whatever. It was it was a good time. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, thank you all for your responses. And um, I guess that also segues really nicely into this latter half of this podcast episode, which is to draft now our picks. So for those listening, I'm just going to run down the rules real quick. Um, this is, we're kind of um, adapting our fantasy gaming draft that we did way back in 2018, which was a fun time, but it was a lot of work because there were a lot of p- participants and um, I kind of <laughs> broke my back doing a lot of um, <laughs> writing recaps. And I'm not sure how many people read, but it was fun to put together. So we're going a little light mode this year. Uh, for 2023. So the goal is to assemble a fantasy team for those familiar with say fantasy football, fantasy sports of 2023 games with the goal of having the highest possible aggregate Metacritic score. Um, The rules are that each person gets six picks of games to draft and we'll draft in a snaking order that we has been predetermined. Uh, But basically of the six games that you choose, uh, you're going to add the scores together of how they perform and we'll go by, say, highest platform. So, like, let's say a game releases on PS5 and PC, but, you know, the review copies went out on PC. So, like, there's 70 reviews on PC. Like, so let's say Starfield, right? Bad example. Xbox, PC for Starfield. Let's say there's 70 review copies on PC and there's 30 review copy, you know, 30 review scores for Xbox. We'll, we'll take the score from PC. Um, if a game gets delayed it automatically counts as a zero. So there's a little bit of like a risk reward mechanic where you could go for a game that could be really high potential, like a say hollow Knight silk song. Uh, but if it doesn't show up in 2023, doesn't release, then it, it's a, it's an, it's a goose egg. 
thankfully, we're going to just kind of score the highest four of the six. So that gives us a little bit of leeway to be strategic here. I think like, I don't know, ACT, SAT, we're super scoring. We're getting like, you get the best benefit of the doubt, <laughs> four out of six. <laughs> so feel free to go uh, big on the picks. And then typical red tape is that there are, you can't choose a DLC, even if it's standalone, I would say. Uh, no remasters or ports, but remakes are fair game. And maybe three, the collective, are us three, we can decide if someone comes with kind of like an on-the-fence pick. I have one game in mind that I didn't include on this list, and I don't know. I guess it's technically a remake, and I'm kind of like, I don't know. So we can, we, can, we can cross that bridge when we come to it, but um, if we come to it. In any case, rules sound good to both of you? Yeah. Cool. Good here. Awesome. So our draft order will be Amanda. You'll you'll kick us off. We'll go Sam. I'll go third, and then we'll go Snake. So then me, Sam, Amanda, and so on and so on, so forth, until we've drafted six games. Um, so to give everyone like a little bit of the lay of the land before we jump into the draft, I put together, or we put together, but I will take responsibility in case this list is trash. We put together a 2023 fantasy gaming power rankings. Uh which I'll just kind of briefly touch upon. And the general sentiment is from top to bottom, say the first title I select down to 25 is like, we're going in descending order from kind of highest potential to lowest potential. So, you you know, those listening might not agree necessarily. You might not agree with exact placements, but this is just to give a, a starting point for our discussions as we start drafting stuff. So number one probably shouldn't come as a surprise to too many people. I have uh, tears, of, tears of the kingdom, a uh, sequel to breath of the wild. Pretty much uh, standard. Don't have to explain too much about that. Number two might be a spicy pick, but I have Final Fantasy 16. Three, I have Diablo 4. Four, I have Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Five, I have Starfield, which, you know, I guess if we're talking in terms of NBA talent on like a draft board, Sam, you know, I love my NBA references. I'm like, this is like a high prospect, high potential prospect that also has a, a dispens- uh, propensity for being injured, you know, like a glass cannon. So Starfield could be delayed. It could also be buggy at launch, so there's some things about that. Resident Evil 4 Remake, I have at number 6. Number 7, I have Forza Motorsport, just ever trucking along. Number 8, I have Baldur's Gate 3, another kind of high potential pick. 9, I have Marvel's Spider-Man 2. 10, I have The Last of Us Factions, which we don't know for sure if it's releasing this year, but if it does, probably has a good chance of being good. Hollow Knight Silk Song comes in at 11. Probably a very high potential game, but who knows if that game comes out. 12, we have Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, shout out to our Fire Emblem Three Houses playthrough from the summer. Fun times. <laughs> uh, 13, we have the Dead Space remake. 14, we have Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, a game that probably, I would say, should could have been higher on the list, but it very easily could, could be a 2024 20, game. 15, we have Street Fighter VI. 16, we have Tekken 8. 17, we have Redfall. 18, we have Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. 19, we have Assassin's Creed, Mirage. At 20, we have Hogwarts Legacy. At 21, we have Sea of Stars. At 22, we have Octopath Traveler 2. At 23, we have Oxenfree 2. At 24, and I'm going to butcher the name, I think it's Aiden Chronicle, 100 Heroes. And at 25, last but not least, The Wolf Among Us 2, a game that could be awesome, could maybe be bad and maybe it could never appear at all who knows maybe it's a figment of all of our imaginations <laughs> anyway uh thoughts on that list or we can just hop right in that's just setting the stage again i take responsibility if this is way off but uh just meant to give us a starting point 
I think it's great. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we'll kick things off to you, Amanda, then. You get the first pick, and Sam, you're on deck, so maybe you want to start thinking. And, oh, by the way, as we do this, it'd be great if, you know, as you kind of make your selections, give us a little bit about why you're thinking that, and say you're going a, 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 against the list, why? We'd just love to hear the reasoning. Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I was so honored and excited that I got the first draft pick. I feel, I feel very lucky. Um, and I feel like I have to take Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, although I'm going to be honest, I think, I don't know if either of you know this, I have never, I never played Breath of the Wild um like at all and so uh i just but i know people love it and i know it's great and i wasn't a big i didn't have i didn't have nintendo um like consoles growing up i I had a game boy um but i i never really played the zelda games growing up and by the time i started it i think i was um i think i was just a little too late like i think um the few times i've tried breath of the wild i i don't know if i had like the love for it um maybe i should give it a go again this year but anyway <laughs> i'm gonna pick tears of the kingdom because i think it's gonna do great even if it's not what people expect i'm sure it'll be beloved so that's that's what i'm going for all right <laughs> there's just a shocked silence so, over <laughs> i'm shocked i'm shocked tell you <laughs> i don't Shocked you didn't they, that you didn't play Breath of the Wild. I'm shocked that you didn't like any other Zelda games, or you, didn't, or you just missed the missed the window. I know. I I think I had um, the, the, my very first my my grandfather had a Game Boy, like the original Game Boy. He was always like into like new tech, and so he had gotten it, and he couldn't like really figure it out. But he was like, "This is neat," and you know, he like handed it to me, and he was like, "Why don't, why don't you try playing this?" And he had the original um legend of zelda on there and i I was obsessed with it like i I loved but i just like wasn't very good at it and i was like seven you know so i was playing i couldn't i can like never got past any of like the first dungeons but i remember thinking like this is really cool and i love his little like elf outfit and he's got his sword and like i'm just running around like slicing chickens and just you know grass or whatever and um but yeah and then yeah, I think um, I'm trying to remember. I also played my cousin's Ocarina of Time once for like an hour. And I, I liked that you could time travel. But yeah, I think I just missed. I'm not patient with dungeons. Um, so I don't, <laughs> I don't think. That I mean, that's the nice thing about Breath of the Wild is um, I guess you could count the shrines as dungeons. But they're, it's way more about the world. And I would even say something like, um, for all of its flaws, uh, Skyward Sword like a lot of it is just about navigating the world and talking mm. to people and solving puzzles out in the open open world or the overworld and the dungeons are more like added spice i don't know nice well then maybe i'll have to maybe as penance or reward for picking <laughs> the kingdom first i'll actually play breath of the wild and so i can earn my pick i remember one time i did a fantasy baseball draft yeah. like with sam actually oh, cool. and yeah. i had first draft pick and I picked Mike Trout and everyone was like furious that I had gotten Mike Trout. And then I like wasn't active the entire season. I was like, oh, there's too many numbers in this. I don't want to manage this. <laughs> and so then I just had Mike Trout just like, and everyone was just angry the whole season because he was just Mike sitting. Mike Trout won MVP that year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think that's par for the course. Did, did you win the league? Um, I think I did better than I deserve to, um, <laughs> given that I never logged I back in. It. I love it goodness cool all right my pick yeah sam you're up 
All right. I'm so it's fine. Meta chose my pick for most uh, anticipated games, so I'm gonna pick hers. I'm picking Starfield actually. Oh, juice. Um, All right. Well, here's here's a, I actually kind of believe uh, in any draft, whether it's fantasy or or in you know the NBA draft, NFL draft. You pick the high upside guy near the top. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't go safe early. So I'm going with the high upside guy in Starfield. I think that this game could be. It, like I say, it could, it could be a disappointment, it could be buggy, it could be kind of a mess, but I have a hard time believing that people are going to play like 40 hours of this game, 50 hours, and not get really into it, not get really deep into it. I think it's going to, I think it's definitely going to make waves, I think it's going to review well, I think it's going to sell well, yeah. or relatively speaking, because it's not Game Pass 2. Um, but yeah, I... You know, it may be misguided confidence, but I have confidence in Starfield. I think it's I think it's going to be messy and it's not going to be a fully polished game. And it's probably going to have a lot of boring side quests. But I don't know, man. There's people out there buying a version of Skyrim. Like, so Starfield's going to be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes total sense. Like, I feel like uh, Phil Spencer and Microsoft, they know, like, they've acknowledged that the, the first party uh, slate has been lacking, to say the least. And I feel like they know they need a win in this column, and I think that means that that's why the delay of Starfield felt significant from from this year to to twenty twenty three, and and the fact that do we have do we have a date or is it still like sometime still nebulous? Yeah. It's super nebulous. <laughs> so that's that is the that is the main reason I'm like I'm a little surprised, Sam, that that you go for something without a release date. But I I gotta respect it. I feel like it it must come out next year. There's no way it's not going to come out, and I think it'll be a really stellar game. I'm excited for it. Cool. Uh, you know, my pick, (laughs) I, so I, it's definitely probably bias speaking, but I'll try to break down why I'm going to pick my pick. And that's final fantasy 16. Um, for me, I feel like it depends when I look at a final fantasy game and a big final fantasy release from square Enix. I look at a few things. I look at, Kind of the trajectory of Square Enix as a publisher, like the quality of... They go through kind of ebbs and flows, and I feel like we're entering a bit of a golden age of Square Enix where um, if you look at games like Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was really a stellar game, you look at uh, Final Fantasy XIV, which, you know, N. Walker just released and or this, this year came out and was really well received. It feels like they're kind of firing on all cylinders. They had Dragon Quest before it um and they still have a couple of duds final fantasy 15 was not a great game uh kingdom hearts 3 was kind of not a great game but with 16 i think with their leadership having someone like yoshi p producing literally the fact that they're being a little more candid about um hey like this is just a work in progress like it's not we're we're trying to make the visuals uh, look a little better from the the first few reveal trailers and true to their word the, the visuals have looked a lot better um, I think the voice acting looks really amazing. It kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy XII a touch. And here's the big piece, is that they are sticking with uh, action RPG, which I think a lot of real, like, series, like, longtime series fans don't like. They want to go back to turn-based. But I think for the sake of a mainstream audience and mainstream, like, critics, having kind of a more action-y kind of battle system is really important. And the fact that it's done mm-hmm. by... So, oh, Sorry. No, I just said I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And and the fact that it's done by the Devil May Cry, like Devil May Five Devil May Cry Five combat person <laughs> is is huge. Like I mean, Sam, you I mean you can talk to it. Like Devil May Cry Five was dope. <laughs> like that was a great game. It was awesome. And like I, it's yeah. 
it's so good that made me i remember playing devil may cry 5 before playing god of war 2018 yeah yeah, and thinking like 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 i liked god of war's combat but devil may cry 5 was next level like it's it's incredible and so i'm not like let's set expectations i'm not expecting devil may cry level combat in a final in like an rpg like final fantasy but if they can get anywhere close and they can tell a st- like I've heard that Final Fantasy fourteen has some of the best storytelling in the series, and so if they're able to merge, meld those two things together, like really compelling combat, compelling combat, great storytelling in a pretty, I think it's going to be like a 60, 70 hour game, which is kind of really the sweet spot I think for a Final Fantasy game where it's not too long, not too short. Um, there are some question marks. I I, I got to call out my guy OCP when he said like uh, the the. The explanation behind why there are not people of color in this game is is a little jarring, and then to see that it's you know rated M with hate crimes, I'm like, all right, well, what what's going on in this game? But I'm too tantalized. I'm too, I'm too inspired. I, I got to just know what this is about. So I gotta I gotta ride or die with my pick, Final Fantasy 16. Cool. Yeah, I, was typing, I was typing in the pick, Final Fantasy 16 for you. Oh, even, thank you, like, thank you. Yeah, I'm also kind of self-conscious because I feel like my mic is picking up everything I do, like so when I sip water or cough or type on the keyboard. So <laughs> I appreciate that. No, it didn't. It didn't. It yeah. was all good. Yeah. If anything, it was just like Final Fantasy 16, Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. Um, I feel It'll like Danny, Sam, I'm like, I got my man. Got my pick. Got my pick. People went low. I, I got. I was about to say, you feel like Danny Age that you're a huge asshole? What? <laughs> hey, we're winning it this year. Um, all right. We? He, he, he's for the he's for the jazz. <laughs> well, I meant like we as in the collective <laughs> Celtics universe. Um, all right. This is interesting because I didn't think I'd get this far. Um, what? I actually don't know what I I want with this next. I'm looking at. So you didn't think you'd get this far? You mean in the draft line? <laughs> You're like I just you're like I gotta get Final Fantasy 16 if I don't yeah, get it. I'm I didn't think I thought yeah I didn't know I thought um <laughs> I'm gonna read up the 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 picks on the board that are kind of near the top for those listening. So we have Diablo 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Resident Evil 4 remake. I have to be honest, I'm I'm a pretty straight and narrow person on the draft board, Sam. Like Sam and Amanda, like I go with what the projections say, and it's very biased because I came up with the projections. So this is. <laughs> No, no surprise here. I think I'm gonna go with. Um, I think we're gonna go with Diablo Four, and I yeah, think yeah, there it is. Yeah, and I think the reason is, first of all, we have we have the benefit of the doubt here with, um, or we have some information. People previewed it, and and it seems like the previews went relatively well. So I am going based on that partially. Um, there's a chance that Blizzard just doesn't get it right. It, Sam, you talked about Diablo Immortal. You wrote an article about it, about how much it sucks. So there's a chance. Worst game, worst game of 2022. Yeah. So it, it is ballsy, I, I would say. I, I'll be. I'll, I'll. This is maybe my Starfield pick, where it, it could be really bad. At the same time, I think even Blizzard understands that even more than like Overwatch 2, right? Like that. Seeing them botch that launch really kind of. We need a little bit of risk in our lives, and I think Diablo Four is my risk. <laughs> That's about the risk profile well, I'm willing to take on. Um, well, in fairness, in fairness, though, like Diablo Four, like Overwatch Two, the launch was bad, but the games like works fine. True. Like, yeah. like Diablo Four, I think has a pretty high floor as a game. Like, I don't know if it's going to be incredible. I mean, I think it looks good. Yeah, but I think generally, it's at, at worst going to be a, a better looking version of Diablo Three. Yes, I I think so, and I think I think it's goes beyond uh, like Overwatch one and two, where Overwatch 
you can make the serious argument that Overwatch 2 is just a reskin, right? Like, I understand it's not. Like, they have added stuff. But right. it feel, it's more like an Overwatch continuation, whereas I feel like they know that, like, based on Backlash to Immortal, based on, you know, initial Backlash to kind of Diablo 3 and some of the mechanics in that game, that Diablo 4 has to be a return to form for the franchise. So it does give me hope that this game... Like, I'm interested. I'm, I I actually want to play the game. Like, I, I want to play it on my uh, PS5 or, or Series X, and I just want to kind of get lost in that world. So I've never played Diablo before, so um, hopefully it's a good one. Sam, yeah, it's back it to looks you. good. Yeah, I think it, it, yeah. it could be good. Back to you. Okay. I'm excited to see what your pick's going to be here. All right, so I, I can't do another huge risk here. I need to, I don't know, balance it out a little bit. So I'm not. I'm going to pick a game that definitely is going to come out soon and is definitely going to be good, and that's Resident Evil 4 Remake. Whoa, Sam. Sam, you threw yeah. me off, buddy. You went past <laughs> both the picks I thought you were going to go for. Damn. Yeah, I, I figured. So I, I know on the on the big board, Jedi Survivor is is higher, and I loved Jedi Fallen Order. That was that probably was my favorite game of 2019. Mm. But there's always a part of me like, man, there's always still EA. There's always still like there, it, the last game launched with a lot of technical issues, so this one could too. So I'm looking at it from a Metacritic standpoint. Okay, like, like Metacritic's Jedi Survivor maybe gets like a 86 or something. Yeah. And Resident Evil 4 remake, I think gets at worst 89. That's a good point. Um, Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorite games ever made. Um, I was, I'm still iffy on the remake personally, just because I like what Resident Evil 4 was, even all the, you know, all the parts that people say don't hold up. Like to me, the combat being awkward is what makes it good. Right. Um, but the remake looks I mean, it's it's trying some new ideas. It's trying a more horror style approach. Um, I think that game's going to to make waves. So I I, I stand by this pick. But plus, to your point, like Capcom's really been on fire. There, if you yeah. look at the other remakes they've done, right? Resident Evil Two. Um, I guess I well, Resident Evil Three maybe not, less so, but Resident Evil Two and then Resident Evil Seven and Eight were both phenomenal in terms of net new games. So I think that's a yeah. safe pick. I think it's a good pick. Amanda, back to you. Yeah, I'm also going to throw you off even more. Um, I think I'm going to go Hollow Knight Silk Song. Whoa, I uh, love it. Yeah, I think I think it'll come out in 2023, and I think it'll be great. Um, I think it'll be. I have to imagine that it will still have all of the things that people loved in in the first one, um, but also just like take it to new levels. And, and I feel like it'll critically do do quite well. So I'm also kind of hedging my Metacritic bets. Can, can I just say I hope you destroy us in fantasy this year? I, 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 hope, <laughs> I, I, I hope you win. I really hope you win. It'll be fun more involved in this than the Mike Trout season. So <laughs> I, want, I want you to win. I'm still mad about that. I know. I could, I could tell. <laughs> I also drafted Miguel Cabrera that year, right when he started to get old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do baseball fantasy. I can't do it. It's a lot. It, that was that was the thing is that I I like baseball, but it's just there's so many games that you have to crunch it yeah, so exactly. much, and I just immediately I was like I made a mistake. Yeah, I don't want to be basketball. It was no good. Yeah, football is oh, the only fantasy sport. 
me again too because yeah. it's snaking. Oh shit, I wasn't. You're right. There's something. There's it's it's something I, I didn't think I'd make it this far. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's sort of this moment. So, like, I've been teaching um, the past two years, and there's this moment when you know, like, when you're watching other people like do the Zoom screen share thing, and you're like, "This is how." just share screen just click on that just just do it just it's not that hard just like where you're watching somebody try to start a powerpoint and they're like where's the thing you know and i just like consistently hit that every time it was like a day to teach class i'm like "Mm, hey guys (laughs) like "Mm, gotta click my button where did that go you just sort of like panic i guess it's like a screen stage fright and so i think i just got a little bit so i can appreciate sorry for teasing david two seconds ago for his his pick um stage okay here we go all right Ooh, i'm also gonna do something a little naughty here i'm gonna do the dead space remake um i I think yeah i just think they'll do a good job with it um and think it could be a good bet um but now now i might be of two two adventures here i don't know let's go for it I'm gonna, yeah but i'll do dead space remake i like it i say one thing about that remake yeah go ahead so i so i just played dead space one uh this year the original and mm-hmm. they made the one change i absolutely did not want them to make for the remake which is the main character talks now Ooh. and i, I liked that he didn't talk in the first one i remember that well, but like everyone, like everyone loves to release games where the main character talks all the time or someone is talking all the time now. Yeah. I know High on Life and Forspoken are getting a lot of extra guff for this, but Horizon and God of War do that too. They do. I kind of want a game where I just like look, you can bring back audio logs. Let me determine when I listen to stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why Nintendo, for I know people have clamored for Link to be voice acted, you know, from one. Absolutely not. But yeah, it is. It is a part of the charm is that he doesn't talk. And I love the fact that Zelda and others talk, you know, they kind of balance it out that way. Totally. I like I like that no one talks in any of these, ga- in any of these Nintendo games. <laughs> yeah. I'll need voice. I'll need a voice actor for Birdo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Martin only wants silence. It's silence only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's my opinion. Everyone shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like very Bo Barnum of you. Yeah. That should be the new, the new gaming predict. The, the gaming desire is just like more games need people to just shut up. Goodness, <laughs> I do. Leave I do hear though that there is this desire. Like you can project more of, you know, kind of how you're thinking and how you want your character to be when they're not talking. But when they're talking all the time, you're just like that is not what. <sighs> so that's that's a fair critique. Remake mm. looks good though. It does look good. <laughs> All right, so that's Sam, then. Sam, that's Sam. next. Um, oh, Sam, you might still get right. your pick. I am going to get my pick. I'm picking Forza Motorsport. I love it. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, so, uh, you know, anyone who's read, who's read my stuff for a while knows I'm a big fan of Forza Horizon. Uh, those games are all incredible to me. I think it's the best Xbox franchise. Forza Motorsport is also good. It's just more classic racing sim. But... Also, classic racing sims A review really well, and B are just just good. Like I just know it's I know when I get Forza Motorsport on Game Pass whenever it comes out this year, I know exactly what to expect. Maybe it, it goes above and beyond, but I know it's gonna be a solid, realistic racing game where I'm gonna have to tune up my car and do all and and be very careful about what cars I choose for for which race. I I I'm I'm really excited about it. It's, it, it's not the most unique, exciting game, but it's exciting in the sense that 
like if you're excited to go to a restaurant you go to all the time where it's like oh man i really just want the the tacos from this place that's kind of what forza motorsport is going to be that's a very nice pitch for forza motorsport and actually it reminded me of there's this genre of games that kind of existed um when we were coming of age like where, where people were starting to realize like oh i guess like girls could play video games too i don't think they'll be into you know whatever games we're making so let's make games that girls could be into and there was like a really high quality like gender commentary stuff aside there was some really high quality like horse racing games that were coming out and i was like a little horse girl for a minute and like hearing you talk about forza motorsport was like yeah that's how i felt picking my horses for my different horse girl races and that made me very excited maybe i'll try forza motorsport but i'll just tell myself they're horses i mean is that good horsepower I love it. There you go. Perfect. To to tie together, I feel like Forza Motorsport is the workhorse back of your fantasy team, Sam. You know, yeah, that's my Derrick Henry. It's your Derrick Henry. You know that Forza uh, Motorsport, excuse me, is going to produce for you. You know it's going to show up come game time. Not going to get injured either. So, good pick. True. All right, I so I'm up, and um, again, what I didn't know I was going to make it this far either. Um, I. So I'm looking at the board now. I'll be. I'll, I'm going to speak it, talk it out with with y'all and, and listeners. So we have Star Wars Jedi Survivor. We've got Baldur's Gate three. We've got Marvel uh, Marvel Spider Man two, and I'll probably keep it within that three, knowing me. So I think I think I got to go with this, and this is a little out of character for me. And I think I, I'm going to probably go with Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and my reasoning mm-hmm. is that I feel like respawn. I feel feel like Respawn is really one of those underrated developers, and I know Sam. I mean, you'll you you shouted from the rooftops how good that they are with Titanfall two, and you know I agree that Jedi Fallen Order. I didn't love. I, I like Jedi Fallen Order. I thought it was a good game. Um, I didn't think it was like a monumental game, but I think this could be their their time where they've had time to reflect on what worked in the first game, what didn't work so well, and make for a really compelling sequel. Um. I'll maybe I'll leave it at that, but I th- I I think that there's enough kind of J- Star Wars hype right now. Let's not also discount the fact that Andor came out and was stellar, just from the t- television yeah. side. So maybe there's yeah. some kind of and, and the fact that they're kind of hitting the iron while while it's hot, like and and releasing uh, Survivor right on the heels of that, and and you know Disney Plus is kind of starting to find its groove. So I kind of have faith that it's going to be be a pretty big game. Could could not. Right, could be kind of an underwhelming sequel, but I, I'd like to think it's going to be something special. I agree. I, I have to imagine too that there's pressure from Disney for it to be a good game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think in a way that maybe when Fallen Order came out, you know, everyone was like, "All right, we'll we'll see what happens." You know, this is like there's so yeah. few Star Wars games that even really make it past development hell. So, like, you know, we'll find out. But I agree. I, I think Survivor is a strong pick. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Respawn does not, has not made a bad game. They don't miss. They don't miss. They don't miss. They don't miss. Uh, my, I, I forgot I'm snaking, but I do have my my other pick. So I'll be my my other pick is going to be Marvel Spider Man Two. And so mm-hmm. for this one, I think I am. You wrote about it for the website, Sam, but I wish I could have written the 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 article, which is that Miles Morales. I liked Spider Man, but I loved. Yes. My, yeah. I lo- I loved that game. I still think, um, well, 
I guess probably not, right? God of War Ragnarok is is stellar and Elden Ring stellar. But like in terms of in that early slate when we when it was kind of slim pickings for PS5 launch titles, I know it was cross platform, but I I would still say like I I liked Miles Morales over uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I liked it better over Returnal. Um I just thought it was such a great game and like the storytelling was phenomenal. Uh gameplay's like buttery smooth. I don't think these games will ever be say like gameplay wise quite as compelling as say like a Batman Arkham game but I just I think the storytelling I love the fact that you can play as characters that that reflect you know who we are as as people you know just like complexion wise like society nowadays like it's it's cool being able to play as a black character and like I it got memed to hell and back but I don't know, like, it, it does have the 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 swagger of, of a black teen, right? And, like, seeing that, those animations and the care that, that uh, Insomniac put into the experience really made it memorable. And um, not to mention, isn't the Into the into the Spider-Verse sequel coming out in 2023 as well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think these things tend to work out really well, where I, I could have sworn it was uh, Marvel's Spider-Man, same time as Into the Spider-Verse. So I think there could be a little bit of a zeitgeist effect there, too, so... I'm excited mm-hmm. for Spider-Man too. I, the only reason I didn't pick it was because I'm still not 100% convinced it's coming out this year. That is a good point. This could be a risk. Or in 2023. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's a very, uh, very All right, big window. All right. It is me. Okay. Um, so this is one of those where we break off in the draft where Ooh. all the stuff that people are pretty sure are going to be good have been taken. Everything else... There's some that may seem like less risky than others. Yep. Um, but I'm gonna kind of do a wild card here. Whoa. I'm gonna pick Street Fighter Six. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. So I, I do like Street Fighter a lot. I, I'm not good at it. I, I'm not into the competitive scene, but I do just like the vibes of Street Fighter, the language of it, the, the way the combat works. I just think it's all, Street Fighter games are always fun, except when I'm just getting completely destroyed. Um, isn't that how it always is, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with, with Street Fighter VI, first of all, all of the previews seem like this is going to be a special game in the series, that it's making all of the right changes to the meta and the visual style and, and the single-player modes. Uh, but also, they've added, they're adding like a more casual control scheme. Uh, and so for, for people who might be listening who don't play a lot of fighting games... Like Street Fighter has particularly Byzantine set of move, of moves for a lot of its characters, where if you don't just automatically know how to like flick your stick exactly in the right directions and then press these right button combinations, like you're basically just button mashing at that point. Um, so simplifying it, making it so that someone who has a harder time getting into new characters uh, makes makes that kind of person has an easier time with the game. That I think is going to really resonate with people, um, and I know that I personally. Just, I can't wait to try certain characters out that have existed in Street Fighter for a long time, but whose movesets I just couldn't physically do. That's really exciting to me. Like that, That's something that makes me excited about the game in a way that Street Fighter V did not. So I, I think that game's going to be really good. I think that's a strong pick. I yeah, like that. Agreed. I think it's hard to, go, um, hard to go wrong with fighting games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... I think the next one I'm going to do, I'll try to be a little safer. I'm going to do Baldur's Gate 3, um, which is one of the last ones from our, our top 10. 
um, of the list because it's been in early access for a long time. I, I do think it'll 100% come out this year. Although, <laughs> catch me say that 100% and then watch it not come out. But I do think it'll come out. Um, and I think there's just been a lot of love and time paid attention to it. I think it's going to be, it's not a game for everybody. It's um, similar to sort of what you were talking about, David, earlier, where some of these games are sort of trying to echo and capture this older magic. Um, and I, I think that Baldur's Gate 3 is a very intentional effort to continue that sort of, um, you know, board game, team playing. I mean, it's obviously, you know, from this Dungeons and Dragons lore, but I do think that, you know, sort of what Divinity Original Sin 2 was trying to do, that sort of multiple player moving around, catching like potions and whatever. It has a really robust looking character creator, which is always nice. Um, but I think I think Baldur's Gate 3 will will do well. I don't think it'll be, you know, blockbuster hit, but I think it'll do well. Um, so that's and then I think I snake, I do another one. Um, so I will say, hmm. <laughs> Oh, um, I'm feeling really conflicted right here because we've got left on the board. We've got Last of Us Factions, Fire Emblem Engage, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Tekken 8, Redfall, Suicide Squad, Assassin's Creed Mirage. And then that's sort of like of our, our the next tier. I'm thinking I'm kind of conflicted between Redfall and Suicide Squad. I think both will do well. And I'm just trying to decide, you know, at least commercially. Um, I'm trying to think what I think will do better <laughs> critically. Um, I'm gonna say I'll say Redfall. I'll put my money where my mouth is there. Um I'll do Redfall. I think those are two really solid picks. Thank you. That's nice to have. It's really comforting knowing the guy didn't know what he was doing. He's like, oh, these are really, really strong picks. Not what I would have done, but I know what I'm going to do. (laughs) No, I think Part of I, I I even think you tapped on something or you hit on something with uh, Baldur's Gate where um I think about like Hades like Hades was in early access and I was like oh sometimes I feel like there's a stigma t- towards games in early access where it's like oh it's in early access it's like the developers don't know what they're doing or they need money or whatever and then when done right they come out and they're like really good because people were able to provide actual feedback like totally. during the process you know so. Totally. And to get that data and just see like which, where are people falling off? Where are people getting annoyed with it? You know, much less actual glitches and bugs. Um, So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful it could be good. Cool. Sam. Okay. So Sam, I think it's you next. Back to you. Okay. Um, I guess I only have two picks left. Uh, Yeah. I'm iffy on most of these, but I'm going to go with Fire Emblem Engage. Um, Now to be clear, I have no interest in playing this game. Uh, I like Three Houses. I would rather just do another playthrough of Three Houses than try this game. It looks weird. It I, looks, I agree 100%. Yeah, like it looks... Like, like I, I think if you're a, someone who's played all these Fire Emblem games and cares a lot about these characters and it's kind of like this Fire Emblem multiverse thing, that's cool. That's, that's what you would want. I don't have that attachment to this series at all. But these games... People like them. People do love these games. They're all very well designed. They have great combat, uh, you know, interesting characters, usually a story that keeps people engaged, so to speak. Um, yeah, I, I personally think it looks, I don't understand why they have to have the, the color palette of the game in these trailers it really puts me off. To be honest. Yeah. Those look I hate yeah, it's kind of it just bothers me. 
Which makes it weird that I'm still picking it, even though all of us are like, Ugh. I think it's solid, though. You know okay. what? It'll be good. And people who love the series are going to love it. I, I, don't I look at this, I look at these trailers for Violet Prime Engage the way I've looked at every single set of Blade trailer. Of, I, this is not for me, but I bet if you like this, you, you will play it for 200 hours. Yeah. Like, intelligence system, they don't miss, right? Like, they really, they really don't. Like even it depends who you ask because they also do the Paper Mario games. Oh, okay, good point. I okay, I think Fire Emblem games. Let me specify. I, I yeah, even a bad Fire Emblem game has like a pretty high floor, right? So I, I even yeah. if it was a fo- even if it, if it was like a legit like phone game esque experience, I think it could still be good. I think honestly, I'll say the Fire Emblem phone game was good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's on the Switch, so yeah. yeah so that that's my pick. Awesome. So. I guess I'm the first to wrap up my picks. Uh, got back to back. I so I'm looking at the two that I you know had in the in the power rankings, and so I, there's Last of Us Factions and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And then I look at my own picks. Uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. I'm sure that's a lock for this year. Diablo four. I'd be surprised if it moved. Survivor's coming out. You're right, Sam. That Spider-Man two could easily slip out of you know they they're what they're targeting in the fall. That could get pushed. So I got to be careful with these picks because I think between factions and seven rebirth, those could also. Yeah, those, those both make me nervous. Yeah. So I feel like I have to start with a safe pick. And I think I'm looking at the rest of this list. I think I'm going to go with Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. I, I do think that game probably comes out this year. Um, and I think knowing Rocksteady, I think it'd be very, I don't know. I, I think I just don't want to bet against them. Uh, I think it could be a pretty compelling game. It's a little weird that we haven't seen like any gameplay yet. So that, that does give me some pause, but I think, I don't know. I just, I just feel like that's, that's gonna, that's gonna be there. And so when I look at the last two, as much as I want to, I have to think with my brain over my heart, right? I already have Final Fantasy 16 in here. I really am looking forward to Rebirth. I would be, I would love to be wrong. I'd love for that game to come out this year. I'm convinced that game's a 2024 game, and I think if I choose it, that's just a zero that I'm that I'm taking on the board. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna flex a bit. I'm gonna choose, I'm gonna choose Last of Us Factions as my last pick. I think, has, I think that has a decent chance of coming out this year because I think Sony Slate, outside of Mar- Marvel Spider-Man Two, like what what else are they releasing this year, right? So mm-hmm. I think that game has to come out, um, even if it's just kind of like I don't know kind of like an introductory phase, soft launch. I don't know. We'll see. Nice. All right, Sam, it's you. Sam. Okay, so this is my last pick, and this is where I'm going to do the wild card pick and pick Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Boom. <laughs> Love it. Because... because How's it feel, chaos. David? Does it hurt? <laughs> it hurts. Well, now well, I hope well, Sam wins. <laughs> <laughs> Can you both win? I hope I come in dead last. So like you said, like we only only four of these actually count. True. Um, I'm pretty confident in at least three of my games we're doing. So I'm okay like taking that. the risk on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, I think it's going to be good when it comes out. Mm-hmm. I just, the, the really the only risk is we have no real idea if this is coming out in 2023. I, if we find out in November 2023 that's being delayed, it wouldn't shock me at all. Like at any point they say like yeah we need another six or seven months okay take as much time as you want make sure it's good sure um, but yeah when, when you give me holiday twenty twenty three I'm like uh, yeah <laughs> like, yeah right yeah right yeah sure like that's like even the people working on the game are like what are you doing like what are you... 
<laughs> my you should just it's instead of like the like summer 2022 whatever or whatever like whatever that pops up in the trailer just go it'll, it'll get there when it gets there like right right like yeah. we got other stuff to do man come on that's get a like, hobby you know that's actually a good point that you bring up about the devs being like, even the devs I might have glossed over this, and I'm glad. So I'm glad neither of you picked this. But Diablo Four, I'm pretty sure weren't they on the record, or some insider source said like devs are like we're not hitting freaking June. <laughs> so maybe I shot myself in the foot there. But uh, we'll I, I don't. I actually did not read that, which makes me happier that you. That you I'm glad I. I'm glad I fell on the sword there for us. Um, let me be like a, a martyr so that we can get uh, uh, Holland <laughs> and Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, please. Anyway, Amanda, you get the final pick. Yeah, I've got the last pick, and I've been sitting here, um, you might have heard me typing a little bit, um, I've been trying to actually look and see how some of these other games, their predecessors were doing on Metacritic, um, trying to be a good researcher. Um, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey landed on 83, Metacritic. Um, Valhalla, a little lower than that. Um, so Assassin's Creed Mirage is still on the board, could be a solid pick. Um Oxen Free. I love Oxen Free, um, and I love um, the studio. And they, they got acquired by Netflix, and the game recently got delayed out of 2022 into 2023. So I'm taking that as a as a good sign that more work and love is being put into Oxen Free. Um, but again, even though they're acquired by by Netflix, it's still a smaller studio, um, even though they have this bigger publishing arm. Um, but Oxen Free won, went at 80. Um, I'm not, and I think Octopath Traveler did did quite well, didn't it? Um, I think it's that? like what, like an eighty-four for the first game, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're in a solid '80s space, and so um, I, I feel I feel. Hmm, hmm, I will say I will take Sam's anticipated pick. I'm going to say Assassin's Creed Mirage um, because he made a really good case for why it could be um, a good game and why it could be, you know, the sort of return. Even though Bossom, I hate him. He's such a jerk. Um, I was so his character made me so angry um, in in Valhalla. But I do think it could be a great game that I think gets to some of that that stealth that so much of the series. Um, the longtime lovers of the series love, and I think even new people have been able to get a little bit of, especially in Odyssey. So, um, yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Assassin's Creed Mirage. I feel like that's a little bit of a safer pick for a solid, you know, solid eighty. I am now. I I hope unequivocally that Amanda wins this because <laughs> Silk Song, Dead Space remake, Redfall, Mirage. This is like, and obviously, two is the kingdom. Like I like, I just I want all those games to be so good. I want, I want them all to be so good. Yeah. I want us all to win. <laughs> I want all these games to be good. This game, this game was pretty pretty good. <laughs> Personally, I want Hogwarts Legacy to be bad. I know, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Out of spite. Yeah, it's like yeah. I want it to be bad and good at the same time. I want it to then mm-hmm. be re- rebooted ten years from now under a different IP. Yeah, where a certain someone. <laughs> you want, you want it to be a cult hit. You want to be a cult hit. You want someone that, that reviews poorly but has a small I, following of people. I then take Rockstar. those ideas and make make the Undertale of ten years from I now. I want Rockstar to make Bully too, and just take a lot of the ideas. <laughs> yeah. That I actually really. Oh like. man, Bully! Oh my mm. god. Cool. But actually, my cousin. Um, fun fun little side fact. Yeah. Uh, my cousin was a voice actor on Bully. And I asked him, I'm like, oh, what was that like? You know, was it was it fun? And he was like, 
Well, it was really weird. He was like, I had to go into a room and I would just have to like do different accents and just like yell mean things at no one and be like, oh, you popper? You know, and it was just like, <laughs> that was just like, and it just, so then he like did 10 more for me. And I was like, this is such an absurd little life. Cause you, you think about those side characters. Like I often think about main character voice acting. They do this sort of like, that like breathing or that little, the like, the like the grunts, you know, and you think how weird it must be to record that in a studio. But then these, even these side characters, you just have to like yell and be like a weirdo and on like, you know, the outskirts and, you know, you record hundreds of those and they use them. Uh, what a small world. I love that. Right? <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Fun. Um, cool. Well, cool. thank you both for, uh, partaking in this fantasy draft i know we went a little bit over so i won't i won't belabor the point for those listening if you want to catch the full list of draft picks and and the teams uh head over to punishbacklog.com we'll also be doing i hope to be doing more like routine updates um i don't know if i'll do like monthly updates like last time because that was frankly a little exhausting but if maybe i'll do like quick like fantasy gaming updates where like you know oh alert like a game released like here's a score here's potentially you know added insight what this means and maybe we'll capture your thoughts if it's you know a game that either of you two um you know backed we'll we'll get your we'll get you on the mic like Jason Tatum Jason Tatum Luka Doncic what do you think about blah 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 oh, I think we're gonna that'd win. be great yeah cool. cool well any any final thoughts about uh, the draft or your teams or 2023 or 2022 for that matter before we wrap up yeah I've got a question yeah. what's your gaming goal for the year or resolution for 2023. Should I start? Or should start Sam? I feel like Sam's the. I don't know who's ready. Person. Yeah, no, you didn't think you'd get here, but. Yeah, I, <laughs> Wait, hold on. I, I love that this is becoming. <laughs> so, wait, okay, actually, I can, I can start. I can start okay, because right. I actually am going to do a gaming resolution piece at some point. Oh yeah. So, so I was looking up through uh, Google Docs uh, what I've written down already, and uh, of the ones I've written down so far, my number one is finish Persona Five Royal. I love that. <laughs> I love that might be mine, but it's gonna take me so long because I got back into The Witcher Three. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's my that's my goal. That's a good one. I, I I'm gonna adapt yours because I agree with it. I think I'm gonna be like, mine would be finish finish games that you're really far into. Like I want to wrap up games mm. that for whatever reason I got eighty hours into or what whatever. And Persona Five Royal, like I'm. I think I'm 80, 70, 80 hours into that game. Like, there's still another, like, 30 hours into the game to play because of the expanded content, but I want to just finish it. Lost Odyssey was a game from years ago yeah. that I fell off because I got to the final dungeon and it was too hard and I didn't like the game enough. I I still have it, and thankfully Xbox Series X is backwards compatible with it. I should just finish it, you know? Mm. So maybe finish some old games. I have, like, asterisks I keep... You two know me. Very detailed. I like to keep my list of, of, of my favorite games ever. I want to take some of the asterisks off and be like, I actually finished mm-hmm. that game. So mm-hmm. that would be mine. Amanda, what's yours? Yeah, I, I think I want to be more intentional about the games that I'm playing. I think this year my goal was for 2022. I just wanted to play as like many new games as I could because I really didn't um, 
I really didn't have any games on 2021 that I felt really strongly about writing as my game of the year. I felt I had a few that I, I kind of passed out, but um, this year I was like, I just want to like have enough games. Like I, I look at Sam's end of the year gaming list and he does those great tiers. And I always think yeah, he's played so much new stuff. Like that's great. Like I need to, I need to just like play more new things. And so that was a great um, gaming goal for me this year. And I, I was really pleased with it. Um, but I think this year I want to give myself permission more to play um, just only the things that I'm really interested in. So I think there's some sort of intentionality there with new stuff. But I mean, we've talked about already Breath of the Wild, which I've never played um, with any real intent. Um, similarly, The Witcher 3, I think I got 10 hours into it and kind of fell off of it. And these are games that <laughs> all, all, you know, by definitions, I should love. And I think maybe I'll give them another go. So I don't know. I, I my goal is sort of like to play these giant games both in my backlog and that are coming out and just be like, that'll go great. I'll finish all of these for sure. So maybe maybe to just live in denial. I love it. That's my Hey, goal. there's nothing wrong with living in living in denial when it comes to games. Too many games. Right? This is the yeah, name of our website, point. Punish Backlog. It's like we're never Yeah, seriously. Shit. This shit's never getting done. Let's be honest. It's never, we're, we're never procrastinating, procrastinating on the biggest group project of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> like I was looking at somebody was like, you didn't finish Elden Ring? And I was like, does anybody finish Elden I'm Ring? Still, <laughs> I just said it was my game of the year. I literally part of I need to finish. I'd like I got like another 10, 15 hours left. I gotta finish it before oh I publish the damn list. Jeez, oh my god. Oh my, god. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sam, any last words on your end? I think this year's looking really good just because a lot of games that we didn't pick look good. A lot of games that we didn't actually get to draft. Tekken 8, True. Sea of Stars. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you both for being on. I think this is the most fun I've had recording a podcast episode yet. And uh, hopefully we can get it get it together soon again and, and, and get the game oh, yeah. together. Yeah, let's do more. We'll go to your virtual cabin and have <laughs> your Firewatch cabin. Yeah, you can do... Do a whole episode just about like games that bother you <laughs> years later. <laughs> well, I love like, the I yeah. Hey, maybe we'll even record it on a weekend. It'd be great. Ooh. Be I don't know if that's weekend. allowed. Yeah, no weekends. We have to Wednesdays only. abide by the title. Uh, cool. Well, thank you both. Uh, and to those listening, thanks for listening to another episode of Weekend of Days. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Happy New Year.